Hey guys, I'm Jen, owner of Hello June Creative. And I'm Esther, owner of Sereth Design. Welcome to Better, the brand designer podcast. We love being transparent, honest, and down to earth on this podcast. We consider you guys such an important part of our episodes. We're all about broadcasting conversations that support our design community, uncovering industry secrets, and offering actionable advice. Just remember, the only designer you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Better the Brand Designer podcast. We are so excited to be joined by Daniela Marti from Lunaria Design Studio today. Woohoo! We're so excited she's here. But before we jump into introducing her, we're going to start with our intro question today. So the intro question is, if you were given $100 million, would you run your business differently and how so? So I actually thought of this because I saw I saw it on the episode notes. And I think that I would do the same thing that I'm doing now, but more fearlessly so. So I would probably be traveling a lot more. Yes. And just, you know, working from anywhere and, you know, just like, oh, I'm going to Italy this week. And then I would probably invest in Lunaria 2.0 that I'm thinking and dreaming of that I obviously can't invest in right now because I don't have a million, like a million dollars or like a hundred million. But yeah, I would be a little bit more fearless, I'd say. I love that word fearless. Can you tell us a tiny bit about what Lunaria 2.0 would be? So... I've always thought about doing like a product line of, you know, like very like intentional and mindful um, stationary. So like notebooks, journals, calendars, even like things for the home or like candles. I've always liked anything that adds like beauty into your everyday. So I would definitely like (laughs) try to like that's the plan further down or if I win the lottery. So, yeah, I can't wait to see it. I know it's going to happen at some point for you. Just maybe in the future. If I was given $100 million, I feel like I wouldn't necessarily run my business differently other than that I would hire on full-time team members and that would give me a lot more freedom. And I mean, my business would be able to grow so much because of that. But in terms of like the day-to-day, how I set up my schedule and everything, I feel like it would be relatively similar. I love the idea of traveling too. So just having the flexibility to do kind of whatever you want. But yeah, team members, I think would be my biggest thing. What about you, Jen? I love all these answers so much. Um, I don't know, this is going to be kind of like huge, but if I had $100 million to invest in my business, I would probably start pulling back from like one-to-one client services and start really investing in creating more of like an educational platform because that's definitely a really big goal of mine, not necessarily this year, but in the next few years to start pulling back on client work a little bit and to replace that income, you know, plus some with um, education because it's something that I'm just really, really passionate about. I've been really loving my first round of one-to-one mentorship students um, and definitely like want to put out a course or some sort of membership, you know. Um, It's just kind of scary. It feels like a whole other type of business that I'm not familiar with. Um, But I think the $100 million would definitely like make me feel good about switching and shifting. Um, But it's kind of terrifying as it is now. (laughs) Yeah. That would be so cool. Another thing that I just thought about, like if I had a million, a hundred million dollars, because that is quite a bit of money. That's like, oh my God, I can't even like fathom. (laughs) 
I don't even know that number, really. And like 1 million, 100 million, like that all sounds like a lot to me. (laughs) Yeah, I think I would maybe even open up like a actual studio somewhere where if I did have team members, they could come Mm. and work and create and didn't have to be just like You could decorate it. Yeah, it could be like a little art studio too. I had a dream a long time ago of like opening a coffee shop with art supplies on the side. So that you could like come drink coffee and do wow. that. So kind of like a creative break. Mm-hmm. I'm so obsessed with that. Like almost like a co-working space, but then like there's ways to kind of step away from work, like have a coffee or like maybe like make a coffee. Like maybe it's like a self-service thing. And then maybe you could have like a watercolor station. Guys, we're going to start a new business. Who's in? <laughs> and you know what we're going to do? We're going to open it in Spain so I can just come visit Daniela exactly. all the time. That would be lovely. And I also think that like $100 million can like, you can create like a co-living space where like creatives can come and like live there. We could all mix like all of the things that we love, like traveling, food, design and everything. And it would be just like an oasis. Yeah, Okay, so bottom line is we all need $100 million right now. So somebody sponsor us, please. I know. We should go on Shark Tank. We should like pitch yeah. to them. Like, if anybody wants to sponsor an ad, <laughs> we can put ads on the podcast. We haven't done that yet. So, I mean, <laughs> we're we taking it get step by towards- step. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump into introducing Daniela. I'm so excited to have her here today. Daniela is one of my best friends, and I'm just so happy to get to talk to her on the podcast. We met online. We can talk a little bit more about that later. But anyways, Daniela. So Daniela Marti is the designer behind Lunaria Design Studio. Her approach to design stems from a deep understanding that developing a brand has to be a very personal and connected process. After deciding to study abroad in Spain and obtaining a bachelor's degree in audiovisual communications... The next step was natural, finding a job in an agency. Although it was a very enlightening experience, something was missing, the connection. So dreaming of a way to both explore her creativity more freely and working with clients who truly connected with her vision, Lunari was born. And now Daniela designs brands for entrepreneurs and personal brands all around the world that seek artisanal and custom touch that only designer knows and can be involved in every step of the way. Her clients have been featured in Vogue, Goop, Teen Vogue, Elle, and so many other publications. She is also a Capricorn Sun and Moon and a Leo Rising. She plays the ukulele and sings, and she is most inspired by travel. So welcome, Daniela. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I want to know more about how you guys met and like became friends because like I also have like met and become friends with lots of people on the internet. It's not weird to me anymore. It might be weird for my mom, not weird for me. So like I want to know the meet cute story. Okay, so I remember it like it was yesterday because it was such a like special day. So oh, you're we so met. Cute. <laughs> it was the best day ever. um so we met in the dbm course so in design biz mastery and i remember that i was so confused and so lost when i started that course like um shout out to morgan life changer so i posted on the group that i needed help with with pricing for an illustration and i was like so depressed and like so confused i didn't know what to what to like charge the client so Esther was the one that answered and I knew it was a good sign because my grandma was called Esther and 
I feel like my my grandma's like my guardian angel. So I was like, I saw her name pop up and I'm like, I'm going to be friends with this girl. And then like the rest is history. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like we started voice messaging on Instagram. And then I think like two weeks later, maybe not even two weeks, we were like, let's schedule a call and hang out. And then since then we've been doing, we were doing monthly calls to hang out. And then now we do weekly calls to hang out. So just like coffee chat in the morning. And it's great to talk like business and life. And I actually got to meet Daniela in person in New York City over like in the fall. So that was really fun. Oh my gosh. That's exactly the same way that Giselle and I met, (laughs) which is amazing. Like, and so I think that like, I don't know, people, at least when we were like kiddos, like people would say like, oh, well, don't tell people your real name on the internet, you know? But now I feel like everything has changed so much. It's hard to find people that like do what we do. You know, it's like not every day that you meet someone at wherever you meet people in person nowadays, who knows that like does what we do, you know? So love that story. Exactly. And also not a lot of people like around the area, So I feel like you have to kind of venture out online and meet people online because otherwise you're stuck by yourself. I mean, I know very few designers in Chicago aside from those that I have worked with before. Yeah, same. I mean, nowadays, I feel like most of my friends are on the other side of the world. And sometimes it can be a little bit confusing because it's like, oh my God, I don't have anyone to go hang, hang out with to have some coffee. But I mean, it's cool still. Where are you located currently? So I live in northern Spain in a town called Coruña. It's really nice and really green and it rains a lot. So I call it the Forks of Spain. So I live here because my family's from here. And that's sort of like why I moved here seven years ago. Oh, wow. That is that is seriously so cool. I like meet up in Spain, like designer retreat in Spain. <laughs> Can we? I could organize it. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll teach a yoga class. It'll be great. Esther will show everyone her Squarespace skills. Oh my gosh. No, not for a retreat. We're not doing that. We're just going to hang out. (laughs) Honestly, that's like what everyone needs. But um, I'm like super, super excited to chat with you, Daniela, today. I know we'll be getting into like some human design stuff later. I actually looked up my human design. I don't know anything about it. So this will be like a real like learning moment for me. But like, I'm seriously obsessed with our topic today that Esther wrote the title of, of, of this episode, like being a consciously kind boss, like to yourself. I struggle with this. So like, let's dive into this conversation because like, I kind of need it. I need a little pep in my step here. I need to be kinder to myself. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. I feel like it's really hard to be a consciously kind boss and really make your business work on your own terms. Like, what does that really even mean? It's so hard for us as entrepreneurs to understand and grasp it. So Daniela, we'd love to know what a typical day looks like for you. When you wake up, what do you do throughout the day? Like, how do you structure your days? So this might be controversial, but I'm not a morning person at all. I've tried being a morning person. And Esther can tell you that I've tried. But ever since, I don't know, like a few months ago, I decided to stop working like against my nature. So I wake up around 11 a.m. every day. I must say that I don't have children or pets. So I mean, that may change in the future. But right now I wake up at 11 and I have breakfast. I do whatever errands I might 
need to do because I work mainly with American clients. So most people are asleep on the other side of the world. So I do any errands, I go work out, I read a book, I don't know. I start the day with something that excites me or just makes me like relaxed and like in the best state. And then after lunch, I start working. So I work between five to six hours and it usually spans out until seven or eight Spain time. So, I mean, and I really love it. It supports my energy. I've always been a night owl. And yeah, I've, I remember looking at these videos on TikTok of like that girl and people waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning and doing their Excel sheet and like working out. And I mean, I love that for them, but it's just not me. So yeah. This is something that's like, it's like kind of scary that like we're talking about this right now because I was actually thinking about this today and I actually had a conversation with my husband about this today. I also don't work until after lunchtime. I start work at one, but it's just kind of the way that like my childcare has like worked out. And like, I also work just about four hours a day, four days a week. And so I have really limited like work time. And I like was really struggling with like this feeling of people needing me or like, emailing me in the morning because I felt like that's when people like would need me and like not being there was like just really causing me a lot of anxiety. And so I love that you've just like owned it and stepped into like, yeah, I'm not available before, you know, lunchtime, your time, because that's when that's your you time. And it's almost like you're prioritizing that before the work stuff. And I feel like that is a really important thing to point out that you are like getting that stuff in in the morning, like reading, working out or whatever, you know, sleeping, sleep. You're prioritizing your sleep. Like how amazing is that? I feel like, I don't know. I just like really admire that. I mean, I must say that it's like a very privileged position because my clients, again, are on the other side of the world. So they don't really notice. (laughs) But it is true that when I go to sleep, I mean, I do go to sleep like late, but still, when I go to sleep, most of my clients are still awake and they might message me or whatever. But I mean, the thing is that I think that as brand designers, our work is not like they're having a heart attack and they're calling us. Like, it's not like you're going to die. You need me right now. So it's sort of like really honoring those boundaries of like what we do is important. Yes, but it doesn't have that sense of urgency. So we don't have to be stuck to our phones available 24-7. Like nothing bad will happen, hopefully. Yeah, I used to say, I guess I still say it, but like design does not save lives. You were not in the ER literally like making somebody come back to life. It's just design and it's beautiful and we love it what we do, but it doesn't have to be like you're on all the time. And speaking of that, like you also came from corporate, the corporate world. And when you left, you probably thought about like how many things you wanted to change in terms of your schedule. And it sounds like you already do that. But I'm curious, like what other types of non-traditional work habits you incorporate in your business? Wow. So yeah. And that was, I feel like that was a learning curve for me because initially I thought that, I mean, I left corporate because it didn't support my energy levels. First, it like corporate, it didn't need, like I didn't need a lot of creativity. So it was like, I was not being very creative at all. But then like when I worked in an agency before that, it felt like they wanted my creativity to be like a printer. Like I needed to be creative all of the time. And that's like not possible. So when I left corporate and I started doing this full time, I was not very kind to myself. I was working like 12 hour days, trying to be on all social media platforms, um, doing all of the things. And 
that was not working out. Like I was so tired all of the time. So, I mean, the main thing is sleep. I sleep like I try to sleep eight hours. If I can sleep more and more, that's like my morning routine. And then mainly just trying to do things every day that inspires me. So that can be reading, that can be yoga, that can be being on TikTok for two hours straight. I mean, it's sort of like trying to to find beauty every day and do something that really supports what I need to, to like be feeling in the moment. So so that way my work is very like infused in that sense of joy and in that sense of, you know, like that good energy going on. I feel like our work is so emotional. And I do think that all the like brand design and graphic design is like, like industrial in a way. It's still an art form. And a lot of like what we're feeling gets infused into that. So, I mean, if we're not coming from a good place emotionally, then we'll obviously see that in our work. So I don't know. It's sort of like getting in in a good headspace before working. Yeah. And I think that it's so evident in the work that you produce. Like listeners, you guys should check out Daniela's Instagram and her Pinterest. You can see all of the designs that she does make. It's so evident that she's inspired by nature, by traveling, by like the people that she works with. And it's really cool because allowing yourself to have that time to go explore and go spend time like taking pictures of trees, like that is so powerful to incorporate into your design. Yeah, I think our energy like says a lot about the way that we show up, not only in our art boards, but when we're on sales calls and when we're on calls with clients, whether it's a kickoff call or a review call or something like that. If you bring a stressful, desperate, like frazzled energy, which I find myself in that a lot, which is why I say that I'm like literally talking to myself right now, like then the person on the other side is going to feel that and they may not like be able to articulate it, but they will feel it and they won't respect you as much as like a professional or as an expert. They may not be willing to pay you those higher ticket prices that you're throwing out on sales calls. And so I love that you prioritize like filling your cup in a way that works for you you and your lifestyle right now so that you can bring that energy into kind of those, the working environment because it's not home and work anymore. Even if you do work in an office, like I feel like just the professional world in general is just moving away from those distinct lines of like coming home, shutting off just because of the internet. And so what a great way to be kind to yourself and to like notice your energy, notice your body, notice how you're feeling. I am curious, do things ever shift and change for you based on other like things going on in your life? Like how do you notice what your body needs and then adjust your schedule around that? For sure. I mean, this past week I've had COVID and I found out that I had COVID on the day of my birthday. So obviously like my energy was (laughs) like, oh no. (laughs) So I mean, and it's okay. I think that it's sort of like I wake up in the mornings and I know when I wake up, if I'm going to have a good day, because I don't know if, if you can relate to this, but like you wake up and you're like, oh, I don't know. You just have like this sense of peace and like happiness or something. And then there there are other days when you wake up and you're all wrong. And it's like, I don't know what's up, but no matter how many like meditation sessions I do, I'm just like all over the place. 
and that's okay too. And and I think that we should honor that too. We don't have to be in like a state of peace and happiness all the time. We're not like a cartoon We're not robots. or whatever. So <laughs> exactly. So um, when that happens, I honor it. I mean, if I can, if I don't have like a pending deadline that I have to like do. And that's the whole thing of like being a kind boss of like having like strict deadlines was something that bothered me before. Why should I have strict deadlines now if I'm the one that's making up the rules? So it's sort of like being the best boss possible for you and then wondering, okay, if I was the boss and I was the employee, like would I ask this of someone else? Would I ask someone to work 12 hours straight without going for a walk? No. So why am I going to do that to myself? So if I'm having a bad day, and I can not, and I don't have a deadline, then I might just, you know, take the day off or do something that might help my spirits like come up again, um, watch a movie or listen to some music before this call. I, I listened to Taylor Swift for like half an hour to like <laughs> lift my spirit and be like, okay, yeah, I'm happy. I'm pumped. I'm not nervous about this. <laughs> So, which album? Because I've been listening to Red Taylor's version like on repeat. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I mean, I drama like I do like this whole like theater sequence of I bet you think about me. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like a whole thing. I would love you to record that and post it on TikTok. I know, please. Like we're going to follow up about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I still need to like like get get the courage to do that and like put it online. (laughs) I think it's so interesting what you said about like, if I was the boss, would I do this to myself? Because I think that we are the harshest to ourselves. We put so much pressure on our own work and what we do because, I mean, just because that's human nature to like think that you're doing the worst and you have to continue to do better. And it's really hard. Something that I started doing lately is like kind of to be in tune with what I need is there are two things I have to do when I wake up. I have to take a shower and I have to put lotion on and I have to do like a little bit of a meditation. After all of those are done, then I ask myself, can I still do today? Like, am I still feeling okay? Like, has at least I've gotten up and I've showered and I've like moisturized myself. So my skin is healthy. Like I'm healthy. But if my body needs to rest or my mind needs to rest, then yeah, like you said, can take the day off. I can go for a walk. I can go run and get coffee. Like I can do whatever I want. But if I push myself to work and just crank things out, then it's not going to be good for my clients either, right? Like they're not going to get good quality products just because I'm trying to do it. And I think the key thing that you said too that I resonate with is like, as long as there's no deadline tomorrow, it's okay. And sometimes I have procrastinated long enough that I have to stay up till 1am doing it. I don't love doing that, but like I needed the rest before. So I, this reminds me of a, um, I think it was like a, like, you know, the cut on YouTube, they do like these videos or it was like Buzzfeed or something where they had like two best friends and each, each friend had to like write down like their negative self-talk about themselves. Like they would write down like you're not pretty or like you're, you're not successful or like, why are you not married by 35 or whatever? Like they would write all these like really just like mean things about themselves. Cause that's what their minds were saying all the time. And then they had them each sit on a stool and read the letter 
to their friend as if they were saying all that stuff to their friend. Literally, I'm tearing up right now, guys. It is just so, it's just like so sad how hard we are on ourselves. And this is coming from someone who is literally so hard on herself. Like, I mean, with the whole like mom and like business thing, like the guilt is so real. I know guilt shows up for people who are not parents as well about like spending time with family or I didn't go outside today or I didn't eat lunch today. Like I'm X, I'm Y, like, you know. And so I think stepping outside yourself for a second and like, I love that like practice of treating yourself like an employee. I'm totally going to start thinking about that. And then celebrating when you achieve something that's like positive that you would want for your employee. Like I've successfully, you know, this year been working four hour workdays, four days a week. And what an amazing thing to be able to provide for an employee, right? Like I feel like everyone would want that job if you could make a full-time income off of like 20 hours a week. Like, so it's kind of like a gut check to be like, okay, is what I'm doing like ethical almost to myself. And then when you achieve something, it's like, wow, look at this thing that I've achieved for my team. Cause like when it's just you, like you are the team. (laughs) Because you mentioned that you have clients who are on the other side of the world. How do you set boundaries with them? Knowing or keeping in mind that you're also setting boundaries and healthy living for yourself. So, I mean, all of them know that I'm on the other side of the world. And I'm very lucky to work with very like incredible women who are in the wellness space. So everyone's super kind, super conscious. I've never had a client that was like, why don't you answer my email at 7 a.m.? It's like, no, like they've never done that. So they know that I'm six hours or nine hours ahead of them. And like we start the conversation by saying like, I'm ahead of you. So they they don't do that. Um, and then also I have it on my email signature, like my working hours. So I tell them like straight away that I don't have to answer. Like I have 24 to 40 hours to answer. And that's in my email signature. And I mean, unless it's something urgent, which as we said before, like there's nothing that urgent that I'm not answering before the allotted time. Do you ever find yourself like curious about like what might be in your inbox when you wake up in the morning? Like, I think that's a pitfall that I tend to fall in a lot where I'm like, oh, I wonder if anything is burning down. Like maybe I should just check. And then I end up checking like five times an hour until I start working at one when I'm, I should be in, you know, like in flow and present with my baby and like eating breakfast and doing yoga and stuff. Like, does that come up for you? And like, how do you deal with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have to say, like, I'm not like a mountain of peace. Like, I check my email when I wake up and I also check social media. I've tried doing the no, the no phone for the first hour of the day, but it just doesn't work because I like sleeping so much that if I don't have something to wake me up, then I won't. So, um, so I have to look at my phone. Otherwise I will fall asleep again. So I check my email. I see if I've seen, like if anyone sent me anything while I was sleeping, I check Instagram, um, the weather, like, I check everything. I mean, and sometimes I answer right away because it's like a very simple email answer. Or sometimes I just wait until my day starts. I just really like knowing things. Um, I also check my horoscope to see what's up. So I think kind of the the bottom line is you can kind of do whatever you want. Like, I love that you you schedule your day around what you want to do. And if you wake up and you decide like looking at something is okay. I think 
the gut check is like, is this harming me in the morning? Like if I'm reading my emails and this stresses me out for the rest of the morning, then maybe like, let's cut back on that. For sure. I think that most things like affect us if we attach meaning to those things. So for example, something totally unrelated, but like food. So for, so if it's like, oh, whenever I eat this burger from this place, I feel horrible the rest of the day then you obviously shouldn't eat it, right? But sometimes it's just the meaning that we're attaching to it. Does it mean that I feel horrible because it it's fattening or whatever? Or is it because it has an ingredient that harms my stomach or whatever? So it's sort of like what Esther said. It's like sort of checking your gut, seeing how you're feeling about it and what meanings you're attaching to things. For me, checking the emails in the morning is like, okay, because it's usually like fun. Sometimes it's, feedback from clients being like, oh, this is amazing. And I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I did a, I did a great job. And it's like amazing, you know? Yeah. I love that. I like that it works for you. It doesn't work for me. I wake up and I still do it. Like I'm speaking to myself. I still look at my email, like almost first thing. And it often stresses me out a lot. Me too. I'm in the same boat. It's hard. So maybe we should like do a challenge or something of like, of like checking once and then like writing down how you feel after it. Because like, I definitely like anxiously check and I know that it's not like an excite. Like I, I get this pit in my stomach, like before I like check my email, this is like real life guys. <laughs> I love my clients. They're all amazing. Like rarely have I had people being negative in my inbox, but I don't know. It's just like some thing I have, but I feel like this is giving me the courage to just like what we were talking about earlier, notice your body and how your body is reacting. Because like, I mean, even as a yoga teacher, like your body will tell you when something is wrong. Like if you know how to tune in to it. And a lot of us are so distanced and disassociated from the way our bodies are feeling that like, like you were saying, like with the burger, like you might eat a burger or something and you don't know why you're feeling sick. That's why a lot of people who end up going gluten-free, like don't realize that it's like gluten that's impacting them and they just feel sick all the time until they realize Mm -hmm. that that is what was happening. And so this is kind of like the same thing. It's like- That was me. Really? Okay. (laughs) Do you, you you don't have celiac, but you're, you're gluten-free. Yeah, like, for the most it's hurt, part. It hurts your system. Yeah. yeah, my friend was just telling me about how she has been gluten-free for two years and it's like night and day. Uh, my mom is also gluten-free for that reason. I think that this conversation ties really well into like human design and kind of being in tune with your body and the way that you are created. So Danielle, I'd love to like hop into that conversation. That was like a sharp twist from burgers, but I feel like it it does relate. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. So human design, just like astrology, is a way to sort of like learn more about yourself and your energy type. And I've been learning recently about it. I'm better versed in astrology. I've learned more about it. But human design is really cool because it gives you sort of like an energy type and it tells you what your strengths are. So for example, I'm a generator and I just saw that Jen and Esther are manifesting generators. And I mean... Manifesting generators have a lot in common with generators because generators are sort of like the type of people that have a lot of energy and sort of um, we are able to create goals and go after them. And it's really cool because manifesting generators, on the other hand, have this ability to sort of change focus and have 
so many interests and like vary them. And sometimes people can feel like they're like flaky or they're like not focused, but rather like this way of being interested in so many things is their strength. So all of these systems sort of like astrology and human design are really cool because they're ways to appreciate ourselves and know more about ourselves and sort of like plan out our days accordingly. How do you feel like since knowing that you are a generator and really digging into this, how do you feel like that has manifested in your business and how you operate? So um, learning about it has been really cool because one of the things about generators is that if we're not lit up but by what we're doing, it all just like becomes a mess. And that lined up so well with... I can second that. <laughs> yeah, so it was like... So I w- when I was working corporate, I was so, so miserable. And I was so sad all the time. And I felt like my life didn't make sense because I was not lit up by the work. It didn't make sense for me. So now that that work makes sense for me, now like my life is so much better. I'm so much happier and healthier. My hair is growing. Like my skin is like better. So I don't know. I feel like all of these things just are so helpful sort of like as a guideline for it. Yeah. I think about myself, like even just, I haven't dug too much into it. I know you've sent some information and we'll link also in the show notes, the quiz that you can take to find out what your human design is and look through some more information about it. So what you said about manifesting generator is so true for me. Like I love so many different things. Like I am so excited about so many different things. I think that's why I love working with lots of different clients who are in different fields But also I get really burnt out quickly on each small thing. So I'm always like, I got to do this and then I got to do this and then I got to do this. And like that also energizes me to have my client work and an art project that I'm working on and a home design project that I'm working on and the podcast and like all of these random little things. Because if I get stuck in one, I'm like so over it. I hope I took the right quiz, but literally what we're talking about, I just want to read the like type out because I was like, this is literally so accurate. It says, um, type manifesting generator, the multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate people who are here to do and accomplish many diverse things. I was like, this is me. And Esther knows this about me. And I'm sure people have listened to the podcast for a while know this about me, but like I can be a little scattered sometimes. My desktop is insanity. Like there's just files everywhere. My artboards are also crazy. My house is very clean, which is like kind of weird, but like, I don't know, all that stuff makes sense to me. Like I know where everything is on my artboard. It makes sense. Like if I had, God forbid, someone have to go in and pull something out of my artboard, they'd be like, Jen, this is absolute insanity. But it, I don't, it feels good. Like even just knowing that there are other people out there who are like, I feel like a lot of creatives are like this too. And we've had conversations in the past about like, you know, different diverse ways of like thinking and, you know, about like your mind structure and everything like that. But yeah, I was like, I was so like, it's just crazy that they came up with this particular type, like personality type based off of just information about my birth location and my like birthday. And so like, Daniela, I'm like intrigued. I'm like, I don't really know much about astrology. It's not something that I've ever really like dove into before, but like, tell us what you know about human design. Like what is human design? Cause like I'm coming in, this is totally blind. Well, I mean, human design is sort of like a mix between astrology and a few other modalities of 
I honestly don't know like the origin story of it. I just know that it's a wonderful tool, but it's it it's based a lot on astrology, and that's why they ask you for your birth time and the birthplace because it affects like how the stars were and like the energy of the moment you were born. I know it because I, I have I've had a few clients that are human design experts, so I sort of began learning about it through them. And they would tell me things about myself that I was like, wow, that is so on point. You're like, you don't know me. So so I started looking at, at it and I recently had a reading and it was amazing because it just explains so much. There's also pieces to human design. Um, I don't know if in the, I do think that in the thing that you guys put in, it said it gave you some numbers. So I'm like a four, six generator. And that explains your personality. So it also explains... Sort of- I'm a 462. Sorry, it, it just I'm just looking. It says profile 46, the regal authority figure. Like what, mm-hmm. what is that? that? What is that? <laughs> Tell me what that is. <laughs> so four, apparently each number has like a meaning from what I know from the readings that I've had. Four is a, like the number four means or it's like the four line means that in this lifetime, you're meant to foster connection and relationships are like a big, big focus in your life. And then the six is sort of like the mentor figure. So late, like after you're 30 or after your Saturn return in astrology, you sort of become a mentor in your field. Okay. This is like Jen, insane, is guys. <laughs> I'm like, Both get out of my head. Like this is, no, this is really cool. Um, And like, I'm open to like learning about these different I don't even know, like modality is that, if that's the word, I mean, like you guys know I am a believer, but also I'm a yoga teacher. And like, I don't think that like those two things need to be in competition with each other. I think it's like great to have curiosity about these different things and an open mind. I don't check my astrology every morning. I don't even know if I said that right. Like I don't, I don't check my, or my horoscope. Sorry. I'm like not a Gen Z. Yeah. I'm a millennial, but like, um, yeah, I don't check out every morning. Like I don't, it's not something that I think about often, but like, I think it is just so fascinating to just talk to other people who have just a good understanding of themselves. And I feel like from that, you get this like sense of confidence, especially in business. I feel like that's so important. I mean, I mean, I think that it's really, it's really helpful to know yourself in order to have a good business. From my experience, I've had a business for a year now. And I feel like it's been such a wonderful journey of learning who I am and like growing up as well, because I think that as the business grows, we grow as people, because I think that I can speak for all of us that we do this because we really love it and it's our passion project and it's our thing. So as it grows, like we grow and it's like a whole like livelihood process of like life. So knowing all of these things and finding validation in being a generator or a manifesting generator or just learning how to use this is is just the best because you show up better. You you feel like other people get you and that you're not alone. I think that one of the main things that I struggled with at the beginning was feeling like I couldn't relate to anyone. And that's why my friendship with Esther has been like so important because I didn't have anyone that got me around me because everyone, I mean, when I first started out, like the people surrounding me were like, you're crazy. You're you're leaving your corporate job in the middle of a pandemic. Like, are you mad? And then like, it all worked out. But 
So I just like the tools are the best. (laughs) Yeah, I think that really understanding yourself allows you to be a better boss and be a better employee and just like enjoy life, like really savor it. This morning I started instead of like hand journaling, I started doing voice recordings for myself and just saving them in my phone. And I was talking to myself about like, what do I need to actually enjoy life? Like not that I hate my life, but like I don't actually fully enjoy it every single moment of the day. And I want to know that. I want to like really dig deep into who I am, what makes me excited. And I think understanding my human design and understanding like what also what my underlying fears are and what my like needs inherently are to be a better person, to be a better business owner, to be a like a better wife, like a better friend, all of the things. And it comes down to really understanding who you are. I am curious, Daniela, what were some of the things that you learned that really shocked you when you first found out about your human design? I honestly was not shocked. I, I was shocked because it was so, so on point. But one of the things that really was really interesting was there's this, I I don't know the exact word that they use in the report, but it was sort of like signs that you're living your design and it said satisfaction and signs that you're living like not in alignment was frustration. And I was like, oh my God, that is so like true for me because I remember being so frustrated with my life and, and in my, in like the relationship that I had back then and just in general with everything and just sort of like making choices towards me being like satisfied um, with what I'm doing. So, so for example, I I wanted to like point it out because I was in shock this morning. So every time that I've done something that's like really aligned with what I want to be doing. So let's say traveling, I've had my business like my earnings for the month spike. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Like last month, I just went on a trip and I just had my highest month and I took a week off. I was like, how is that possible? And I think that in a way, it's all related. Every part of our lives is so intimately related to the work that we do. I know I said that in the beginning of this episode. I'll say it again. Like, no longer are we living in this world of compartmentalization. And that's like a blessing and a curse. There's like really amazing things about like how our energy and our happiness outside of our jobs can affect our jobs. Or if something's going on in our job, like a client situation that bleeds into every single that your emotions and then your, your, your partner feeds off of those emotions, your kids or whatever it is. So I guess like one of these questions that Esther had had written out here, I, I just kind of like a good segue, like what do you wish you could tell yourself looking back at the beginning of starting your business? Like, because now knowing how connected everything is, your human design, you're so much more in alignment with what makes you happy. Like what can our listeners glean from your experience and how can they maybe save a little bit of heartache that you might've gone through? Hmm. I would tell myself to stop worrying so much because I was so anxious and so worried and so in fear. And that energetically wise was like not helping me at all. Because I think that the more in fear and the more anxious you are, the less aligned people that you attract 
or you don't attract anyone really. It's sort of like you're in this space of, of, oh my God, I'm going to die or I'm not going to get any clients. And that just brings you less clients. So um, I tell myself to have more fun, to trust the process. I mean, it sounds easy now that you're like, like, it's been a year. So it's like, haha, of course, trust the process. But just try to enjoy where you're at in the moment and lift your vibration. Just if you're not feeling great, if you're feeling like I'm not getting any clients, okay, what can you do to feel good? Is that like going for a walk? Is that going to a place in nature? Is that meditating? Like invest in yourself and you will see it happen. So surrounding yourself with the right people, networking, finding I think that niching in a space where you're comfortable and you can actually like enjoy the clients that you're in is so helpful. So I would definitely tell myself that and I would give myself a big hug because it was hard. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely hard. Can we just have like a moment where, where we hug our past selves? Everyone imagine your head hugging yourself a year ago. Yeah, I think one of the things that you said that I really resonate with is just enjoying the process because we get so caught up in all of the things that we feel like we have to do. I mean, earlier in the podcast, you said when you first started, you were like trying to write posts for every single platform and just like show up all the time. And not that that's inherently bad, but it does drain you and really digging into like, okay, what do I actually need? What do I actually want to do? And like, we get into this business because we love design. I think that's at the core of it. And a lot of us becoming entrepreneurs, we lose sight of the love for design we have and we chase money or we chase clients or we chase like all these different things that cloud that. And we don't actually get to just love life and love what we're doing. Because once you do that, like you said, the clients come. The money comes. It's not like you have to actually go there and like try and grab it. You can just let it come to you. It's like that neutral energy that I've been talking about recently with a few of my students, bringing a neutral energy to sales calls, bringing a neutral energy to the way that you market yourself, almost like this calm confidence of like, if you happen to be lucky enough to snag a 30 minute slot on my discovery call calendar, then like, you better like celebrate because that's how amazing I am. You know, not like in a boasting way, but just like feeling that and believing that, that is so amazing and so valuable. And bringing that neutral energy, like people will be willing to pay you more and they won't know why. (laughs) It's so magical because you're not convincing. You're just laying out the way you can help people and they are buying in to that confidence that you have in yourself. It's like contagious. Yeah. Daniela, I like how you said like last month or is it this month you traveled and then you got your highest paying month. That happened in a, in a way to me and I always keep going back to this. So last year, I believe it was March, I was getting a little bit stressed out because I didn't have any clients booked at all for March, like none. And I was like, huh, like I'm not going to make any money. Like I'm so worried. And then there was this light bulb moment for me of like, okay, well, let me just let this go. If I don't have clients for the month, I'll focus on myself. I'll focus on my business. And I just let that weight lift. And March 1st, I had booked out for the month. And that was my highest paying month of last year. So, and it really is that like 
weight lift and just like enjoy your life. Like go travel, go take a week off. Like, yes, we have to be smart business owners, but also like give yourself some slack. Like it's okay to just like let things happen the way they're supposed to happen. A hundred percent. I can actually share a story that's very similar to that. Um, and then we can kind of dive into the rest of our wrap up and then our inbox question, which is like crazy. I feel like we just started this conversation. I'm like literally so sad that it's coming to a close, but yeah, same, same for me last year. I took a month off actually. My husband and I went to Las Vegas for a week without the baby. Um, and I took a full month off of work. I was in between client projects. So it was amazing. I didn't have anything active going on. I was not posting on social media at all. Like I was not showing up on stories. I was not posting to my feed. And I was like, eh, whatever. I guess like my engagement will go down. But like, no joke. I have booked three discovery calls during that time. Discovery calls were the only thing that I was doing for my business at the time. Just like get people on my calendar. Three people, I had three calls and all three of them booked for after I got back. And I was like, what is going on? It was like, almost like I was putting out into like my, like, I must have been so relaxed and so happy and around the people that I care about. And, you know, I was back home in Florida. Like, I don't know, just like the weather was making me feel happy. I don't know what it was, but I sold those clients on those calls and there must have been something in the air or whatever that like impacted the fact that I made those sales. And I know that because like recently I've had a couple of sales calls. I've been in a really kind of like tumultuous period of time in my life. We're going to be moving really soon. We, we just kind of like don't know when things are going to happen because of the army. And so like, I feel like I have kind of this like more frantic energy. And like, I really, I had two sales calls like recently and neither one of them moved forward. One of them ghosted. And then one of them said that she like wasn't ready to move forward that she found someone else who was more cost effective and who offered a service. And I was like, oh man, like, but that is just a real life scenario of like what we're talking about here is so important. And obviously, you know, you need to know about sales, you need to know about how to design, you need to know the technical stuff. But like, if you take care of yourself and invest in yourself, like, you will show up for you. Like employee you will show up for boss you because you invested in them. You know, like you don't want to perform for a boss that doesn't care about you, right? And if you're always like getting yelled at, then you just like want to actively like not do a good job. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bad employee, but like, I don't know. I just, I'm so like fired up about this and just like a real, real life example. For sure. I think that when you booked all of those clients while you were on vacation, it just makes sense. Like energetically wise, if you think about it, you were very magnetic. Like you were living by example. I think that our clients, unless they're like, you know, like humongous companies that are super successful, they all want to be confident. They all want to have businesses that support themselves. And if we lead by example, by leading businesses that allow us to have the best lives possible for ourselves, then we will obviously get those clients as well. Yeah. I love that. Like being magnetic and, and yeah, leading by example is huge. I mean, you take care of yourself. Your clients will want that too. They'll want to be around people that actually value themselves and will in turn value them as clients as well and empower them to create the best lives and the best businesses for themselves. I love this whole conversation. This just made me like all of this made me so happy. I feel like we could talk for ages and ages about like how to be the best boss for yourself, how to dig into what you need. 
But before we dive into the inbox question, Daniela, I'd love if you could just share some final parting thoughts for us and for our listeners. Oh my God. Wow. So this has been so much fun. I hope that everyone starts being kinder to themselves every day and always because we don't have a boss, but we are our bosses and we should be the best bosses in the world to ourselves. And yeah. Yeah. Go be a good boss. Be kind to yourself. Love yourself. Fun fact, I actually have a world's best boss mug like from the office. No way. Okay. I... I have I'm it. literally obsessed with The Office. I probably have it on every day of my life. I've probably gone through it like a hundred plus times. And like, it's definitely not appropriate for my one and a half year old, but it's on anyways. So sorry. Um, but like, yeah, I have the World's Best Boss um, mug that my um, sister-in-law bought for me. And I feel like that kind of sums up this whole episode. So we'll have to I like, I'll have to find That's my, so my mug and like send you a picture of it. <laughs> Oh my God, that is so sweet. I think I need to watch The Office. I've never really watched it. I think it. you do too. <gasps> you haven't okay. watched okay, it? Okay, I tried to mumble that, but my husband watches it all the time and I've tried to get into it. Like I've watched a couple of episodes and I think the humor is not like, it's not okay. my humor. Can I give I'm you some advice? I'm sorry if that offends anybody. No, 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 no. It's okay. But like when I first watched The Office, I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. I was like, this is not funny. Like, I don't get it. I was watching season one. You kind of have to like watch season one and like just get through it. Now I love season one because like I know all the characters. It's all character humor. And so all the humor like builds on itself. So you can't really like watch it piecemeal unless you know the stories of the characters. So like watch season one, let yourself watch season one. And then seasons like two through five are like the golden years. Like... When I am sad and I want to like do some self-care, I go to the drugstore, I get some candy and I sit down and watch The Office seasons two through five. So just like oh my some God, overview. <laughs> same. That is so scary because I do the exact same thing. Like I traveled by myself for the first time in years after the pandemic last November. And I only watched The Office like on the 8-8 hour flight like it was my comfort it was like my safety it's like, like comforting this is my safety it's like comforting blanket. yeah it's like yeah your family that. or your friends like I know that sounds so like embarrassing to even say that it feels like that but any other office fan out there knows that like that show is so special like there's something so mm-hmm. just like comforting about like the mundane like office environment but the episodes are so hilarious and like content that like could not be created in today's atmosphere. I think that (laughs) my comfort show is Friends. Yeah. I know a lot of people have that too. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. Well, I think this also, (laughs) like you could use this example to tie into being a kind boss because you could just like say that you're working and have it on on the side. And like, if that makes you happy, it doesn't matter. Like, I feel like if I was working in corporate, if I was watching a TV show, my boss would be like, what are you doing? Like, get back to work. Well, When I first watched The Office, I was working corporate and I was, I mean, it was in the middle of the pandemic and I was watching The Office on the other computer. Like I was not the best employee, I must say, but (laughs) I mean, it got me through the day. Now you can, you can do whatever you want because you are the boss. Exactly. I am my own Michael Scott. I know. Like what if we like wrote up position descriptions for our actual job? Like if we were going to replace ourselves, it would be like, 
Do you want to work four hours a day and four hours a week? Do you or four days a week? Do you want to watch The Office all day while you do your <laughs> your work? Like, do you want to like talk to your friends on a podcast and then like share that with your community? Like, do you want to like just make pretty artsy things? Like, okay, if that's you, then you would love to be the creative director of Hello June Creative. <laughs> it's that like is when so I frame funny. it like that, that sounds like a dream. Oh, and then also, you know, make a full-time income plus, you know, like yeah, that I'd be like, okay, sign me up. Like what, who, who do I have to sell my soul to, to like get this? It's like on days where <laughs> are like, it's hard, you know, remind yourself of like how amazing it is that we get to do this, you know? And then for people who are not here yet, it is so possible. Like we're yeah. living, breathing examples of the fact that like it is possible. There's so many other designers out there who are, have even had more, you know, traditional quote unquote success than we have, you know, it's like such an inspiring space. And I feel like it's becoming more and more open, which is really fun. Yeah. We ha- we give ourselves the freedom to live like this and it's really cool. I think we sometimes take it for granted that we have this freedom and we think about like all the things we have to do, but really we just have the life that a lot of people dream of. When I was doing market research for my mentorship, I asked what the reason was that most people started their businesses. I swear 80% of people said the word freedom. That I mean it wasn't it wasn't even a multiple choice. It was like a, a question box. And like 80% of people said that word. And I was like, yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's kind of ironic how we sign up for it for freedom. And then we're like, we just have to hustle, you know? So it's sort of like counterintuitive. I know. And then 9 a.m. comes around and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you're like, well, I have to work until 5 p.m. It's like, no, you don't. You get to set the rules, you know? And no client can ever tell you when you can or cannot work or when they can or cannot talk to you. You know, if you are not available, then you're not available. (laughs) Yeah. I had, um, I know we're like going really long, but whatever listeners, you love us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hair flip. Last week, I had a depressive episode and I couldn't get out of bed. And then I was beating myself up because I wasn't getting out of bed. And like, if anybody has depression, you kind of understand that cycle that just keeps going in your head of like, you're doing a bad job. You're not doing anything productive. You're like, you're sleeping all the time. Like you just get really down on yourself. And my husband came into the room and I was just like telling him all of how I was feeling. And he was like, Esther, you can start work at three o'clock if you want. And you can work till 10 p.m. if you want. Like, you don't have to get up right now and go. Like, if you need to sleep and you need me to bring you coffee or you need me to, like, make food for you, like, you can still stay in bed. That's okay. Like, you need to take care of yourself. And I think that gave me the permission to be like, yeah, I guess I can do whatever I need to do. Like, Daniela wakes up at 11 and she is so inspiring and one of my favorite people in the world. And I can do that too. Like if I want to wake up at 11 or if my body tells me that I need to, that's okay too. So yeah, we have the freedom to choose and like let our bodies tell us what we need. Anyways, let's jump into the inbox question for today to wrap up our episode. Today's inbox question is from Mama and Co. And they say, How can I learn how to trust myself more and say no to projects that aren't ideal, but help pay the bills? Daniela, would you like to answer this question? I mean, I was in that position at some point. And I mean, I think that 
if I could tell myself back in the day, like, okay, what should I do? I would one, either try to reframe it and see how, like, what am I learning from this experience? So for example, I would not like to work for like, I don't know, a tire company, right? Because that wouldn't make a lot of sense for what I love doing. But if I was not having any other clients, I need to pay the bills. And I would probably say yes. So what am I learning from this? Am I learning a new perspective? Am I getting to do a different design style? So sort of like reframing it in order to not feel like I'm like a victim or I'm like doing something wrong. Sometimes you just have to take one for the team. And not every project is a portfolio project. Yeah, I think that is so true. Like just thinking about, yeah, sometimes you have to pay the bills. Sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do. I mean, that's part of working too, but you just don't share it and you get it done and you make some money. And I know sometimes it can be a little bit like creatively draining too. But like Daniela said, like take pieces out of it. Maybe it's just like, okay, this project, I want to focus on learning how to communicate with my clients better. How can I like set better structure around my projects? Like find something that you can work on while you're doing something that isn't like your ideal project, but still makes you money. And you might, you never know who that person is connected to as well. Like the owner of the tire store, his wife might have a best friend who owns a clay earring company and needs a Shopify store, you know, like, so I think that I completely agree with what Danielle said about just reframing the opportunity, what Esther said about, you know, like learning something, like getting something positive for yourself out of the experience. And then like, just keeping an open mind about like serving this client to the utmost probably not putting the work in your portfolio and then just trusting that it will be a beneficial thing to you. Even if the only thing beneficial is the paycheck, that's still, you still made money. (laughs) On the other side of that, I think there is a point in your business where you have to decide to actually say no to clients that don't fit you. Sometimes it's hard when you first start out because you're dipping your toes in the water and trying to figure out who you are. But once you get your niche down and really understand who you want to target, then saying no, it comes with practice and it comes with being really confident in yourself and knowing that if I say no, I am protecting my health and my well-being and I'm being actually a good boss to myself because I'm not putting myself into a position that I'm not going to thrive in. My clients aren't going to get good work out of, but it comes with good intuition and knowing that's a position that you are ready to be in. Um, Because every no, every door that you close, there's another one that's going to open eventually. I know. We're like clapping here. 100% agreed. So well said. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for recording today. Daniela, thank you so much for being here. We just feel so honored to have had you and get to talk with you today for the last hour. It has been a blast. Oh my God, same. I'm so happy we did this. To more episodes. (laughs) Tell everyone um, how people can find you, Daniela, your handles and your website. So I'm at Lunaria.design on Instagram. And I also have this website, LunariaDesignStudio.com. It's a very long name. And yeah, I'm there. (laughs) I'm looking at her Instagram right now, guys. And like, you need to go follow her. Yes, please do. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you guys. We will see you again next week. 
Have a great week. We love you all so much and talk soon. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Subscribe wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we'd be forever grateful if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We bet you got designer friends who'd enjoy it too. So share it with them. If you'd like to submit an inbox question for us to answer on air or want to get in contact with us directly, email us at inbox at betterbranddesigner.com. If you love these conversations between designer friends and would like to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash betterpodcast. Our Facebook community is one of the most positive, supportive, and fun groups we've ever been a part of. We'd love for you to join us. So search for Better, the Brand Designer Podcast on Facebook. And visit us online at betterbranddesigner.com to learn more about our podcast and snag major discounts on our favorite resources. Special thank you to our producer, John, from Wayfair Recording Co. See you guys again next week.